This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. 630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad. All right, good to have you tuning in tonight. Uh, well, look, I, I was going to say I'm looking forward to Wednesday show. I look forward to every show. I love being able to speak with you every night. But we're going to have a very special guest on Wednesday night. Kellen, I don't even know if you know about this. So we're going to let the cat out of the bag. Okay. I'll give you some hints, see if you can guess. You're, you're, you're letting the cat out of the bag on National Dog Day. Yes, okay. exactly. We're, we're, we're letting the poodle out of the pouch. There we go. See if you can, I'll, I'll give you some hints. He, he, we're going to keep him up past his bedtime to be on Inside Sports, first hour of the show. Mm. No guess from Kellen. He, he works in this building. Oh. He sits where you sit during his gotcha. shift. Gotcha, yeah. Well, Bruce Bowie's going to join us. Don't bring me down, Bruce. This is going to be great. <laughs> this is his last week it here. It is. It's his last week. It is. And uh, we're going to bring him on the show. And we'll try to talk about some things that maybe you don't hear Bruce talk about as much on his morning show or maybe doesn't have time to, to dive into as much. And Bruce and I have something in common. We are oh, both yes. runners. What we do not have in common is how good we are at running because Bruce is a much better and much more accomplished runner. I believe he is over 50, it might be 50 marathons or maybe it's 50 full and halves combined. But we'll get into that and we'll talk some sporting stuff with Bruce. I mean, he's worked in the city for a long time through a lot of Oilers and Eskimos ups and downs as well. So that's going to be awesome to have Bruce with us on Wednesday from 6 to 7. Good stuff. All right. You can text 63630. We'll get to some of your uh, National Dog Day texts before we uh, hand it over to Morley Scott at 730. He has the coaches show with Jason Moss from 730 to 8. But I asked people on text line, the most athletic dog you ever owned? And if that dog played a sport, what sport would it be? What position would he or she play? We've had some good texts coming in, and I want to catch up on some a little bit later on. But I want to kind of put a wrap on the first season for the Canadian Elite Basketball League for your Edmonton Stingers and and look ahead as well, because I think there are a lot of positive stories there, but I, but I want to find out a little bit more what's going on business-wise too. Lee Genier checking in tonight, who's the uh, COO for the CEBL. Lee, good to have you on the show again. How's it going? Awesome, Reed. Thanks for having me. Uh, you, you sound like you were yelling and cheering a lot at the season-ending tournament. <laughs> uh, you know, actually, I'm just babbling the cold, so uh, okay. that, that's all this way. I apologize for that. No, that's okay. I've, I've had to do shows sounding uh, rougher than that. But it must have been, uh, I, I mean, I'll start here with, with a bit of a, a softball question, but I do want to get your perspective on it. Uh, just, just tell me about, about the season-ending tournament uh, in, in Saskatoon and, and putting a cap on the first year of the league. Yeah, I mean, it ended up being a fantastic week here. Uh, you know, from the games, from the festival itself. I mean, on Saturday you had two very close games with you know between the Rattlers and the Stingers, and then Game Two uh, between the Hunter Badgers and uh, and the Niagara River, River Lions. So it it set up 
yesterday very nicely, and uh, we had a, a packed house. That uh, you know, basketball is alive and well in the city, and you know, people you know people love it, right? So, you know, as we go forward, uh, there's a lot of you know, great things coming uh, down the pipe as well, which is which is great. So from from expansion, and you know, how do we continue to enhance everything that we're doing? All right. Well, I want to talk to you about about the future, but I I want to just get some some reaction on on this season as well. And Lee, you were uh, you were in studio before the season started, and we had a really great chat about what was coming up for for the league and for for the Stingers. And look, whether you you start a hockey league or a curling league or a badminton league, the one thing people in the media are going to say and fans are going to say is, are people going to go? Uh, I, I, you know, there, I, it seemed pretty positive from a Stingers standpoint in terms of attendance. How was the the attendance around the league, especially maybe considering what some of your goals and expectations might have been? Well, you know, in, in, I think Mike Morelli answered that question, to, you know, to the best when he said, you know, we're right where we thought things would be. Um, you know, I think basketball is still a growing sport in Canada, but. Uh, you know, when you look at, you know, where you have the Stingers, you know, we, I think, averaged about 1,700 fans a game. And that building holds 3,900. So, you know, next year I really foresee that, you know, that building being sold out with just how avid the fans are. Um, and some of the, you know, so in, our, in Hamilton, we need to do some work there. Uh, but, you know, that will come in time. You know, in all the other markets, you know, it's, it's a, it is a process for sure. And uh, it continues to grow, but I mean, you know, if this weekend has, you know, any insight into the future, and then it's the future is bright. Uh, you know, we bring you on obviously as 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 one of the top dobs in the league. You mentioned Mike Morreale, who we've had on the show in the past, a, a former CFLer, and uh, Richard. You now, Richard Petco, does he technically kind of own the league? Can you kind of tell us how that that structure works? Yeah, so he's uh, he's the founder of our league, and uh, yes, he is the owner. Um, so right now, all six teams are owned um, by by the league office, uh, but there is, you know, I think a um, you know there is certainly a play there as we go on that teams will become independently owned, and uh, you know that the the league office is. Uh, independently operated so okay. that is the goal there is expansion on the horizon um we're very close with the seventh team right now and it's an nhl franchise so um there's a lot of good things happening in that respect so so an nhl franchise would own the the seventh team in the cebl that's correct interesting okay you're not going to tell me what city that is i assume <laughs> <laughs> no, no i can't tell you right now but uh, we can but, narrow you know, it down i guess yeah okay yeah yeah, and there, you know, and there are more expansion planned as well. I mean, we've been having you know discussions right across the country, which is great. Um, you know, people are looking at the product and they're going, "Wow!" And then, you know, I think yesterday was certainly uh, a poster child for what is to come. So, okay. Now, would you would you like to go beyond seven next year, or are you or are you looking to take it slow? Well, you know what? If we could get two two teams in next year, I think that would be ideal, and then you can kind of balance things off. You know, it's it's never easy when you have a odd number of teams. So um, I think, that, you know, having eight would be great. But I think we are, you know, it's important to take things uh, slowly when you, you know, one, when you're launching a league. 
launching these teams, uh, not to add too many on, because some leagues can get in trouble doing that, right? So, you know, right now I think I'm going to say it's uh, that would be our goal to add to. Okay. Lee Genier joining us on Inside Sports, uh, COO of the Canadian Elite Basketball League. They finished their first season over the weekend with Saskatchewan winning the first ever championship, beating Hamilton in the league final. Now, this this was a season-ending, you know, final four tournament. Um, the, you know, the, the two higher seeds lost in, in the semis. Uh, they, they obviously didn't get to play home games. The Stingers basically played a road game because they had to play the Rattlers in the semifinal. Are, uh, I, I, like, I would hope next year that you can go to the higher seeds actually host and there's a true home court advantage. Is that a realistic and immediate goal for the league? Um, I don't think so. I think the idea is to continue to, you know, find a host city um, to, you know, have the event because there's a ton of planning that goes into the event. It's it's, it's essentially a a Final Four meets a Grey Cup festival. So, um, you know, one, the amount of work that has to go into that um, requires a lot of time. So it very well could be at Edmonton next year. There is a lot of interest to host it in Edmonton. Um, And, you know, having the host town get a buy into the weekend as well is um you know i think that's important uh just to to garner fans right and so here in saskatchewan obviously the rattlers had won a buy but actually earned it in as well right so they ended in the third spot okay so if the if if the host was out of the top four they'd have a play in as the fifth seed or something like that yeah, well, what it, what it would do is, is knock out the fourth seed oh, and uh, replace that fourth seed. Okay. All right. Uh, this texter uh, says, uh, I hadn't seen a good basketball game for years in person. I'm in buying season tickets next year for sure. Sounds like a good time. Well, I'll tell you what. Like, Lee, I, I only got to go to one game in person, but I, I was really impressed. And, and the fan environment is one thing. And, and, and you know, you, you got to have that. But but I just thought it was a heck of a basketball game. I, I saw them play the Rattlers. It helped for me. I, I'd seen about a, you know four or five players on Edmonton play before because they were U of A grads, or he actually had a current U of A player on the team. And it was it, it was up tempo basketball. Like this wasn't let's run the clock down and try a shot with a second on the lock on the shot clock and win 70-68. This was. Let's win 110, 105. Let's shoot the three. Let's push the pace. So I got to say, I'm really glad that coaches and players, uh, you know, played with that attitude that they wanted to score and they wanted to entertain. Yeah, they did for sure. And like, you know, in that, you know, when we came into this, a lot of people asked about the caliber. And, you know, I, I would say it's just below NBA. Like a lot of, you know, our players, we've had players that have played in the NBA the NBA G League and, and in Europe as well. So that, you know, that is there. The, the talent is there. We put on a show around the game as well to entertain fans. And, it, you know, to be quite honest, I think it's the most exciting thing I've ever been involved with. And, and you know, I've been in, in a lot of sports, Reed, and, and I say that wholeheartedly. Is uh, You know, yesterday I sat um, courtside and watched the games, and it's just, you know, it's just, so incredible you know that the action going back and forth and um, you know you're you're uh, you're getting to see something in obviously a very intimate setting sitting you know sitting right beside a court as well is uh so i you know i like it and uh i think mean, people love it so it's it's great 
All right. Well, it's good to hear that the season went well. I think the Stingers obviously, you know, started build, building a following here uh, here in Edmonton, and, and I hope this, this keeps going very well. Lee, thanks a lot for checking in tonight. I know we'll talk again down the road. Awesome. Thanks for having me, Reed. That is Lee Genier checking in from the Canadian Elite Basketball League. So he said about 1,700 fans per game for the Stingers. Not bad. Uh, I'm curious if you went, how your experience was. Do you want to go back next year? They they don't have a lot of home dates. They had 10 home games. And, uh, you know, a couple nights they were up against Eskimos. They were up against a Raptors game, I think, once or twice during the Raptors run. So, uh, you know, that's that's not always easy and getting people indoors in, in the short Edmonton summers. But but I thought they did okay. And I got to admit, I was impressed with the with the product when I went to the game. And I also thought they did a good job getting the players out into the community. And uh, I know they were always great about having guys on this show. That probably doesn't affect whether or not you're interested, but but it certainly helped, uh, you know, getting players' voices out there and get them known a little bit more. So I, I, I hope the league is strong and, and they're back with a couple more teams next year. I'm not a fan of the season-ending tournament and a team getting in through a bye. I, I'd sooner actually have some playoffs or best-of-three series, but they feel it's better to stick with that. It is 7-18 Inside Sports on 630 Chet. Thanks a lot for tuning in. It's 7.22. Frustrated fan says, are the Edmonton Stingers going to bring in the Superdogs, LOL? Oh, frustrated fan. Uh, well, it is International Dog Day, as Morley Scott slides into studio. <laughs> that made it sound like I'm introducing you as a dog or something. That's not, that's not what I meant. <laughs> Here's my dog of a coworker, Morley Scott. It's only because I eat your leftovers. <laughs> That's that's true. So I asked people the most athletic dog you've ever had, currently or past, and if your dog played a sport, what sport would have that been? I've had some really interesting responses. Jimmy from Onaway says, my grandson has a boxer cross with a pit bull. He's named Tank. He would be a wrestler. Well, if you're a boxer cross with a pit bull, you're going to be that's, in a combat sport. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Like if he would have yeah. said, you know, chess, I would have been... <laughs> it's not happening. <laughs> what would happen? Uh, Maury says, my black lab, I hope I'm saying this right, Sacco would help my uh, son with stick handling. He'd love to play hockey. I can see that. Dog well, who was the, there was an NHL player uh, who put out a video last year. He was stick handling in his basement and his dog was chasing oh, him. Oh, yeah, I can't yeah. remember who that was. Yeah. We'll just say it was uh, Ivan Boldarev. Okay, it works for me. <laughs> Remember him? Legendary Chicago Blackhawk. Was right? he fuzzy Vancouver, too? Vancouver, I believe so. Yeah, was, he, he was he the one that was uh, Yugoslavian? He was like the only Yugoslavian player ever? Uh, I had to Google wasn't, him. Now. Wasn't that Stan Makita? No, he was Czech. He was the first. And I and Czech, right? No. Uh, I don't know. you got to look it up now. Ivan Bolduk. Ivan Bolderev, uh Serbian. Serbian. Which okay. at the time would have been in Yugoslavia, where'd, right? Where did he play? He played... 
Boston, California, Chicago, Atlanta, okay. Vancouver, and Detroit. Okay, so I was right. He Two was... cities that are no longer in the league. Hmm. Well, I guess California. So he killed hockey in a couple he, of cities. He wrecked hockey in, yeah. in the Bay Area and in Atlanta. That's right, Morley. Yeah. That's really nice. <laughs> really nice. Uh, <laughs> Lyle says, my daughter's dog, Peanut, is not really an athlete, more of a magician. Last summer, he made four garden hoses out of two. Wow, that's pretty that's cool. Pretty good. That's, hey, that's, my favorite sports stories with my dog. I had, my first dog I had uh, was named Expo. Right. And we had her toys, and we trained her. We named the toys, right? And we had one toy we called the Mets, right? Oh, nice. And whenever she, I said, get the Mets, and she'd always get it. When I held it, she always growled with the Mets. She always growled. We taught her to always growl at the Mets, like whenever we're playing with the Mets. We had the Mets and the Cardinals were the two, and the Phillies. Uh, that was the three toys we had. And, uh, yeah, she, we taught her to hate the Mets. So. All right. That's some good stuff. International Dog Day. Well, all right, Jason Moss is coming in the studio. Um, man, we're talking about the same man. sort of things. Yeah. Week after, well, not every, every week, but it seems no. after after losses, when, there's a formula for their for their losses. Yeah, there, that seems to be it. Seems to be a recurring theme when they when they lose is they get a lot of yards and not a lot of points. And I mean, who would have, would you ever thought you could play a game and the visiting quarterback would what he threw what 85 yards in passing, ran for 95 well, yards, and your quarterback throws for 440, and you lose the game. Well, and I and I will say this. And I and the defenses for the Eskimos has been very good, and I I feel like the the losses have kind of been pinned on the offense, mm-hmm. and I and I realize they have to finish more. I, I get that, but but I also look at that game on on Friday, and I think the Bombers kind of did the same thing over and over again, and the defense never figure out a way to stop it. I mean, like you said, mm-hmm. he was seven out of seventeen passing. Yeah. Yeah. And and it kind of everybody like it, in the building knew he was going to run. Yeah, in the second half, I'm like, okay, he's either going to give it to Harris or fake it to Harris and try to plow ahead himself. So that's the only time I thought, okay, whether that's players adapting or or thinking a little better or, or Lolly figuring something out. Even though I know, okay, it would have been nice to get a touchdown or two earlier in the game. Plays that they were good at stopping earlier in the season, they weren't able to stop. True, very true. And All right. I know you'll discuss I gotta go, more. i got to go let the coach you gotta, in. So. Gotta, gotta go let the coach in. Uh, Moss and Morley coming up. The producer of Inside Sports is Dave Campbell, your studio operator this evening, the one and only Kellen Kennedy. My name is Reed Wilkins. Inside Sports tomorrow at 6. Have a great night. 6.30 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 6.30 Chad.